Welcome to Canvas, a podcast all about iOS productivity. My name is Fraser Spears and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Federico Vitici. Good evening, Fraser. How are you? I am not too bad, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Good, good, good. Today we're talking about a very interesting topic, but before we do that, I want to just throw in one piece of uh, follow-up from the last show, sure. if that's okay, yeah. which is that I screwed up and I said <laughs> there, was a, there was a duplicate command in photos and that will be true, but it's not true yet. And the reason we, we made that mistake is because both you and I are running the <laughs> iOS 9.3 beta yeah. and that that feature is apparently a feature of iOS 9.3. So we, we got probably about a million tweets and a, a million emails uh, going, what, why, what do I have to do to turn on this amazing duplicate feature? And the answer is you just have to wait a little bit uh, and it will be turned on for you quite soon. So uh, it's coming, but it's not there yet. And I believe there are some extensions that can do that and so on yeah. uh, for now. But uh, that feature is coming natively to Photos and, and it's really nice once you'll get it. Yeah, I mean, you could even you can even do it with the workflow, I guess. Actually, you know, I'm going to put together a workflow and and send you a link for for these shows uh, notes, so you know people can try okay. it out. It's easy enough to duplicate a photo. Just, I mean, I would recommend people just go ahead and install the public beta of iOS 9.3. But I understand why you know some listeners don't want to do that. So it's coming, just not right now, not available yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so tonight's topic is all about typing on iOS, mm. and this is a, this is a topic that's very dear to my heart because yeah. uh, I spend most of my life waiting for children to type on iOS, and uh, <laughs> yes. I, I'm pretty passionate. Well, not passionate. I'm competent. I, 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 2016 is the year where I'm replacing the word passion with competence uh, because I value that more than passion. I think, um, but. I'm, it really matters to me that kids are good at typing on iOS, uh, and I think I'm quite good at it. And it, uh, a lot of people think that they are not good at it, or that one cannot get good at it. And one of the, my my purposes for this show, Federico, is just to uh, to try and kind of debunk that myth and give people the tools that they need to type well on iOS and and approach the speeds that they can do uh, on on a plastic keyboard. Let's do it. Let's talk about the software keyboard. So uh, let's start with the, with the iPad family. So we have three different iPad models. There's the iPad mini, the iPad Air, and the iPad Pro. And there's some differences between the software keyboard experience across this, uh, you know, family of devices. So on the iPad Air, you know, the traditional 10-inch iPad, and the iPad mini, uh, the keyboard is mostly the same. It's obviously uh, smaller on the iPad mini, but it has the same layout. It's based on three pages you could say. So on the main page, it's a QWERTY keyboard. You can type, you know, the traditional QWERTY keyboard. Uh, you can switch to, by tapping tapping the one, two, three button in the bottom left um, corner, uh, you can switch to numbers and symbols. Uh, and you can also switch again to a third page of more special characters and symbols. Um, the keyboard on the iPad Air and the iPad Mini can be split, so you can, you know, divide the keyboard into a uh, mini keyboard, I guess, that you can you can use with your yeah, thumbs. Yeah, it's like two, th- two thumb keyboards, isn't it? it yeah. goes each half of the keyboard, it's almost like an old-style ergonomic keyboard. Yeah. It splits off to the side, and you can you can grasp the iPad like a steering wheel yes. and use your <laughs> thumbs. You know, it's almost like the thumb controls on your car, Yeah. Um, which is great for walking around and things like that. And um, I've often recommended that kids in school use that whenever they're you know, they're doing something, an activity where they have to move around with their iPad, they they can split the keyboard and hold it, get a nice secure grip on it while walking around. Yeah, and what's nice about this split keyboard is that you can tap and hold the uh, the 
icon on the bottom right corner to split the keyboard and you can also undock the keyboard and move it up on the screen so if you want to have the keyboard uh, more you know in a higher position on, on, on the screen this is especially useful you know in portrait mode uh, you can do that and then you can tap and hold again the icon and you can uh, undock and unsplit so you can return to a traditional keyboard layout on the iPad Pro there's only two pages uh, you know, in the keyboard layout because of course it's a bigger keyboard it's more similar to a MacBook's keyboard really and the big difference uh, you know, as soon as you look at it there's a number row on top of uh, the QWERTY keyboard in the main view uh, there's numbers uh, right there and there's also special characters just like on a traditional uh, laptop keyboard uh, you know, there's the row of numbers but there's also other characters such as, you know, um Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Exactly. Um, There's there's another page with more characters, uh, you know, currency symbols, um, brackets, uh, all sorts of other characters. Um, I I guess the main benefit of the iPad Pro's keyboard is that by being similar to a laptop, it lets you type faster, especially uh, when I do, you know, long-form writing for Mac stories, and I imagine, you know, students uh, writing essays or any other kind of iPad user typing for prolonged periods of time, it's more convenient to type on the iPad Pro because it just lets you save time. Because the numbers are right there, you do less tapping to switch between keyboard views, and if you come from a laptop, there's a, a sense of familiarity with the keyboard layout. Yeah, you also have things like a tab key on yep. the iPad Pro yep. keyboard, which is a big thing, um, particularly if you're doing work in spreadsheets, for example, being able to hit tab and so on is very useful. And I, I think the number row actually is one of the things, it's one of my favorite things about the iPad Pro is the the bigger keyboard because for things like doing any kind of data entry where you're having to enter addresses, for example, yeah. you're spending a lot less time flipping between keyboards and so on. Um, it's always really driven me mad with, with iOS because um, the British postcode format it's a real pain to type on iOS because uh, um, it's, it's a mixture of letters and numbers, and the same is true for car registration numbers. Um, and, and it's always you've got to flip between the keyboards to get that done. So uh, the iPad Pro keyboard is, I think, one of the biggest sort of basic steps up for the iPad Pro. Uh, it just unlocks a lot more, less time spent kind of managing your input and more time just doing your input. Yeah. So let's jump right in and let's uh, address some tips and tricks for typing on iOS. With that being said about the differences between the iPad models and the keyboard, what do we believe are the best ways to take advantage of typing on iOS and saving time while doing so? So I think that the first thing that I, I would say is that there are um, there are shortcut keys that aren't really obvious on the, on the 9.7 inch iPad and the iPad mini. In particular, swiping up quickly on the comma and the period key gives you um, additional characters, quotes, um, inverted commas, and quote signs. Um, and those are those are very useful to because you normally, like if you just looked at what the keyboard looks like, you would have to switch to the second keyboard and type those characters. But there are swipe up shortcuts on some keys. Um, and you can also push and hold on a number of keys to get alternative characters, um, which is handy if you're typing an individual word, say, in a language that you're not normally typing in. Say if I wanted to use the word cafe, for example, with an, with an accent on it, uh, while normally typing in English, I can push and hold on the E and get the acute accent on it, um, from French if I need to. 
Yeah, the ability to um, swipe up on the on the on the on the zero key uh, to access the degree symbol is perhaps one of my favorite details yeah. of the keyboard. And on the, on the iPad Pro, any character that has a shifted symbol on the keycap, you can swipe up to just get that character quickly. Yeah, yeah. that's. If you I don't know if you find this in, in your input methods, Federico, but I find that to be quite buggy. That sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. In particular, um, certain keys seem to be a little more difficult to, to get that to yeah. happen on than others. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Uh, I think it's just one of the bugs of iOS 9. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So uh, the shift key is also interesting uh, because something that I do all the time is I double tap the shift key uh, to enable caps lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do that when I want to make fun of people by typing in, in all caps, <laughs> usually. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you also don't have to hold down the shift key uh, to type mm-hmm. other characters because you can do, you know, the swiping. Uh, but the double tap to, to caps lock, it's very, very convenient. And uh, yeah. when you do so, you get the, the icon changes. The, the, you know, the, the shift key changes, becomes blue, I think. So it really tells you that, uh, that you're using caps lock. And of course, thanks to iOS 9, when you double tap the shift key to enable caps lock, you can also confirm that your typing with the caps lock on because the keys on the keyboard actually change from lowercase to uppercase. So, you know. That, that was a feature request that I, I had in with Apple for about six years now yeah, for our five and six-year-olds yeah. in school. That's they don't, great for you, school. They learn the small letters first. Yeah. So it was always, we always ended, sort of ended up teaching it the wrong way around because um, they needed to know the capital letters to be able to type on the computer. Uh, so having the lowercase keyboard is, is wonderful for young children in school. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I really like it too. Um, other general tips: you can double tap the spacebar to enter a period. <laughs> uh, that, that's I, I think that's been around forever, but it's just a surprisingly large number of my friends don't know about it. So I feel like it's worth bringing up. And of course, you can also go take a look in the settings of iOS uh, to discover some interesting options. If you go into settings, general accessibility uh, and then keyboard this is the you know the full path to this setting you can uh, the aforementioned ability to uh, switch from lowercase and uppercase this can be disabled if you don't like it if you all, always want to show the iOS keyboard with uh, all caps letters as it used to be uh, you know with the glyphs on the keys uh, you can disable the lowercase keys uh, you can also customize the key repeat uh, you can enable uh, sticky keys and slow keys for hardware keyboards so these are a bunch of options that you can uh, customize to you know to fit your taste better uh, you can also go in settings general keyboard uh, this, there are other options available here, including character preview, which I w- want to talk about in a second. And you can also enable other settings, such as the check spelling. So, you know, the little uh, indicator that tells you whether you've made a mistake and um, predictive uh, suggestions. So, you know, the, the quick type suggestions that you get when typing. Character preview is interesting. It's not available on the iPad. It's an iPhone-only keyboard feature. Also, it's been around since the very first iPhone, uh, but it recently became an option, I think, with iOS 9. Character preview is when you're typing on the iPhone, you tap a letter and you get the pop-up of the letter, you know, like the, 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 the big version of the key to tell you that, to, to, to show you that you're actually typing that character. Uh, this can be disabled 
if you don't like it, if you wanna if you wanna use a, a simpler layout with no character preview, uh, you can disable this in the settings. Um, another quick trick that I guess some people don't know about: when you're typing, uh, both on the iPhone and the iPad, if you tap and hold the globe key or the emoji key, if you don't have international keyboards installed, if you tap and hold that, you get a menu, and on that menu, at the very top, there's two toggles to disable and enable uh, predictive text and on the iPad, uh, shortcuts. Uh, if you disable those, uh, you won't have, you know, autocorrect suggestions. And on the iPad, you won't have the shortcut bar, you know, uh, shortcuts. So, you know, uh, all you need to do is tap and hold this swipe with your finger upwards without lifting it off the screen, and you will enable uh, or disable those toggles. Um, so one of the other things that I wanted to mention, Federico, was the basic question of, well, how do you just get better at typing on iOS? And one of the things that we do in school, because we're a one-to-one -one iPad school, every pupil in the school has an iPad, one of the apps that we deploy for this is an app called Tap Typing. And tap typing, if you remember back to, you know, Mavis Beacon teaches typing and things like that, it's kind of an updated version of that for, for the touchscreen keyboard era. Uh, and it's a, it's a great app, and we use it in school a lot. It has various lessons. It sort of progresses you through the basics of using the home row and then reaching for numbers and using the punctuation and so on. But it also has speed testing in it as well, so we use it to kind of see how kids are progressing in terms of their typing speed and so on. Um, and I... In, for the show, I went in and I did a couple of speed tests myself. The app supports a Bluetooth keyboard, so I thought what I would do is I would test myself on the software keyboard and on the Apple Bluetooth keyboard and see how I got on. And basically, I was able to get about six, 58 to 60 words per minute on the software keyboard and about 65 to 70 words per minute on a standard Apple Bluetooth keyboard. Uh, so that's just kind of the, the, the difference that I get. And that was on the iPad Pro keyboard uh, as well. So I, I can almost get as fast as I can on a, a hardware keyboard. Not quite, but I'm, I'm very much closer than, I've, uh, than most people are, to be mm. honest, and uh, better than I've been in the past as well. So I have a confession to make, Fraser. Okay. I never learned... I never learned and I was never taught how to type with all my fingers on really? screen. Um, uh, I only type with my two index fingers, <laughs> like <laughs> like an old person. <laughs> I, I got very fast at doing that. You must be. How do you do those gigantic exactly. articles with two fingers? I got very fast at doing that. And uh, on iOS, you know, you can get real fast at doing that type of typing. Mm -hmm. I tried... I just never had a formal, I guess, physical education in the sense of learning how to type with all my mm -hmm. fingers on a keyboard. Uh, because, you know, uh, when I was uh, younger in Italy, my school, when I was in elementary school, we didn't have computers. And growing up, there was no actual, you know, let's learn how to type course at school yeah, uh, yeah. so my parents never never you know cared about teaching me actually they were kind of against computers <laughs> initially <laughs> uh, which was fun now in, in, in hindsight uh, but yeah uh, all these uh, word per minute apps I feel a little embarrassed every time because I, I cannot do these tests <laughs> I'd be fascinated to see what kind of score you got on that 
You probably get like ninety words a minute just really fast, <laughs> two fingers. Probably, I don't know. That, that would shame all my teaching. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and let's talk about one of the features of iOS nine that it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a huge, at least for me, a huge time saver on the iPad, which is uh, trackpad mode. I'm not sure this is the official name of the feature. I don't know if it even has an official name. It just sort of. They just sort of talk about it. Yeah, we just uh, call it trackpad mode. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, this is good then. the main idea is on the iPad with iOS 9, you can place two fingers at once on the keyboard and you're given uh, basically a trackpad. The keyboard transforms into a, uh, a, a, uh, you know, a swiping area where you can swipe with two fingers to control the cursor on the screen. And this allows you to more precisely uh, control the cursor to, you know, uh, Modify the insertion point in text and to also select text. Uh, the keyboard changes from showing you, you know, the actual keyboard to basically like a dimmed uh, view with no glyphs on the keys to tell you, yes, I'm a trackpad right now. And as you, this happens as soon as you place two fingers on the keyboard on the iPad. On the iPhone, it works with 3D, 3D touch in a different way, but we really wanted to focus on on uh, on, on the iPad today. Um, what can you do with this special mode? So the basic feature is you place your fingers on the screen and you can swipe around and you move the cursor. But I know, Fraser, that you can also do quite a bit of selection, uh, mm-hmm. with, uh, text selection with this mode. Yeah, there's a number of different things you can do in there. And, and the one that I use all the time is just if I'm typing and I make a mistake in the last word, if you just do a, a quick tap with two fingers, then that will select the last word that you've you have one single tap with two fingers at the same time will select the last word that you've typed. Um, and that's really quick. You know, you type, 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 mistake, double tap with two fingers, type again, and just type over what you've done before. Uh, you can also select the, the current line with a double tap with two fingers, and you can select the whole paragraph that you're in with a triple tap um, with two fingers. So those are quite useful ways just to grab a chunk of text around about where your cursor is and and do something with it, either cut it, copy it, paste it, or um, maybe even just delete it entirely. Uh, And this is the one, the the trick to this, the bit that was really annoying was that once I figured that out, I didn't know how how to get there to be no selection again. And it turns out that if you just tap again, a single tap with two fingers, that will return your cursor back to where it was and, and uh, re- remove the entire selection. Uh, and I don't mean remove the text, but just remove the selection of the text. So you can go into and out of selection mode with a tap and uh, and another tap to come out of it again. So you can now do it. I now know how to do everything that's possible uh, just by doing that. The other thing you can do is you can actually... Um, once you've got a selection, you can adjust the handles at either end of the selection by dragging around inside it. Now, I'm going to have to take a wee second to explain how to get into this, but once you understand this, this is also very powerful. So if you, let's say you, you um, single two-finger tap to select a word, what you can then do is if you touch down your two fingers and hold them for a wee second, what happens is that an, an insertion point cursor appears inside the selected area, now, the trick is that that cursor is captive inside the selection. So whichever way you move it, if you move it left and up, the, the start of the selection will move with you. And if you move it rightwards or downwards, the end of the selection will, uh, will move with you. So you can actually grab either end just by moving this kind of ghost cursor inside the selection to push out either end of the, select, 
the selected the selection handles to wherever it is you want to go. Uh, and that's a really powerful thing to do. If you make a selection and you just need to adjust one end or other a little bit, uh, you can just push down with two fingers and hold for a second and you'll see a cursor appear inside the selection and then you can move it out either way. Now by default you sort of grab the end of the selection but if you just wait a wee second you can move it out to the start and then you can uh, you can start to move the, the beginning of the selection as well. Yeah, and you can you can... You can really see uh, when the cursor changes. There's a, a very nice transition from normal blinking cursor to selection handles. Uh, there's like a, a brief transition on the screen, like pops. You know, the cursor pops yeah. and becomes a selection uh, a selection handle. It's really it's, it's really nice visually, <laughs> visually speaking. Yeah. So there's there's two kind of different ways that you might want to get into that. The the first one I suggested was. Uh, if you're typing a word and you just two-finger tap to select the current word, that quickly gets you into selection mode. But let's say you wanted to go back and select two words halfway through the sentence you just finished. Well, what you would do then is you would swipe your two fingers to move the cursor to where you want to begin the selection, press down again, hold for a second until the cursor turns into selection handles, and then pull that selection out to where exactly you want to go. So there's two different ways to do it. One, you can place the insertion point first and then turn it into a selection, or you can select first and then remove either end of the selection. And that second mode is what I tend to do if I want to select something that I've just typed, so my cursor's already there. But the other way is if you want to move your cursor first and then do a selection, pushing and holding till the handles pop up is, is the right way to do that mode as well. It's worth practicing with that, you know, cut and paste two paragraphs off Wikipedia into the Notes app and just practice with that until you get it right. Because once you get it right, it's a real productivity boost on iOS. Yeah, I I wonder just how much Craig Federighi practiced uh, before shoving off the new selection at WWDC. Because if you take a look at the video, it was really quick and smooth in doing that. It takes a little bit of practice. So yeah, use the Notes app, you know, uh, try to to master this feature because it's quite handy. Um, The other change of iOS 9 is the shortcut bar and this goes hand in hand with QuickType which was added Mm. with iOS 8 I want to say I think so yeah so QuickType is the autocorrect the suggestions Uh, you have a choice of three suggested words and usually it does a decent job at you know suggesting uh, words that you want to type or correcting you know uh, words that you just typed Uh, there's not much that you can do you know autocorrect on the iPhone there's no uh, custom dictionary that you can manage Uh, you're not given a lot of control and unlike you know third-party services uh, for example I'm thinking about SwiftKey uh, the keyboard that is now owned by Microsoft uh, mm-hmm. Apple doesn't have a feature to learn how you actually uh, talk by looking looking into your Twitter profile or looking into your Facebook account in theory um, it should be learning from you. But based on my experience, it seems like the Apple autocorrect has a list of words and a list of expressions and tends to follow those. Uh, yeah, I, I've noticed that it, it does pick up certain phrases that you, yeah, or certain words that you type. Only like sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's not always super, you know, I, I think for me, it's only got three suggestions it can give you. And sometimes the thing that you're thinking of is not didn't come up in the context of the top three possible suggestions given what you've just typed because quick type works by looking at what you typed and trying to anticipate the th- top three things you might type next 
and giving you those suggestions. Um, and sometimes it will do a good job, but it will very rarely um, offer or to offer to insert a custom word that you've mm-hmm. taught it um, unless you type part of that first. So, for example, in education, we have this acronym called GIRFEC, G-I-R-F-E-C, that we use quite a lot. And I can get that if I type in G-I-R, it will often suggest that particular phrase as the remainder of that, because there's not a lot of words that begin with those letters. Um, but it will never suggest that until I start it myself, because it is kind of a specialized word. What are the chances that you mean that specialized word in the context of a normal sentence? Yeah, Not usually. Yeah, and I know yeah. that you can also now uh, have autocorrect with a Bluetooth keyboard when when it's connected, right? Yeah, this this was never the case. Uh, certainly up to iOS eight, and I, I think it was nine point two. You know, we're not we're not the Apple historians here, so I, I can't exactly remember when all these things came in. But it's certainly true now that in, in iOS, in the latest version of iOS nine, you can get autocorrect with the keyboard. And it was always kind of a weird choice why they didn't do that before, given that they were then by then doing autocorrect on the Mac with the Mac's hardware keyboard. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of okay with it, but there are. Uh, so many bugs with the keyboard in iOS at the moment. It's pretty frustrating. Yeah. Uh, the shortcut bar, as I was saying, deserves mm-hmm. a quick mention. It's not strictly related to typing, but it lives on the keyboard. And the shortcut bar is a place for developers to place shortcut. Uh, uh, these shortcuts can be actions. Um, in, in apps like Drafts, for example, you can have any action uh, any share action, for example, uh, as a as a as an icon in the shortcut bar. In system apps, the shortcut bar on the iPad is used usually for formatting text. So you have uh, the bold, italic, and underline uh, shortcuts in there. And I think in the mail app for iPad, it's also used to insert attachments into a new message. It's it's yeah. uh, it's very convenient to learn how to take advantage of the shortcut bar, I think, because it mm-hmm. lets you save a lot of time. And one of my favorite aspects by far, and the reason why I, I urge developers to use the shortcut bar whenever possible, is that it it stays visible during multitasking with split view. Um, yes. Unlike custom keyboard rows uh, implemented by developers, right? Especially in, like in text editors, you usually have mm-hmm. these custom rows. Uh, the shortcut bar stays visible when two apps are being used at the same time. So you can jump, uh, you know, between drafts and Safari, for example. And when you're focused in drafts, um, the shortcut bar is visible. So that, that's, you know, at least for me, uh, that's been a very useful time-saving uh, aspect of iOS 9. Yeah, it's, it's handy to have a button that's just always there for paste. Um, you know, if you're, see, I do this all the time when I'm making a keynote. I've got Safari on one side and Keynote on the other, and I'm copying things with my right hand in Safari, and I'm just hitting paste with my thumb, my left thumb, uh, in, into Keynote for things that I want to use. Uh, so it's, it's, it's very, very good to have that. And it also stays visible when you've got a Bluetooth keyboard connected as well. So those buttons are always there too. Let's talk about uh, another another time-saving aspect of iOS 9, text replacements. So these are similar to Text Expander in theory. Uh, you, you, you go into Settings General Keyboard, Text Replacement is the menu, uh, and you can basically set abbreviations 
that will be expanded by the system into a full phrase. So the, there's a bunch of default choices, such as OMW, which will be expanded to on my way, if you want to you know, text someone that. Uh, you can add all kinds of abbreviations of your own. Um, it's, a, it's a very basic feature. You don't have the, the, you know, the full control that a third-party utility like the popular text expander gives you. Uh, but I, I, I do like an aspect of this. Uh, iOS doesn't have a way to insert emoji by typing their name. So what I ended up doing is I set up a bunch of text replacements to quickly insert emoji in, you know, anywhere, in messages, in tweets. Uh, and I do uh, like to set these replacements with a period before and followed by uh, a name that I associate with the emoji. So, for example, my period up uh, shortcut uh, gets replaced by a thumbs up emoji or my period hand uh, gives me a high five and I have a bunch of these and they save me a lot of time because I don't have to switch between the normal keyboard and the um, you know the emoji keyboard and also another trick is if only by you know by virtual of, of muscle memory alone if you're used to typing emoji in the old way you know as emoticons like column parentheses you can you can have shortcuts so you can still type like that, but they get replaced by emoji because of text replacements. So, you know, learning to take advantage of this for uh, expressions that you always use or shortcuts or character, special characters that are not available on iOS, such as typing the Apple character, for example, the Unicode character for Apple, um, the Apple logo that's not available in the system keyboard. You can set up replacements for this. Yep. Another one that's good to do is your email address. Because that's something you yep. often type. Yep. You type a lot all the time. I, I use I use a double at sign for that, and then I use a triple at sign and four at signs for my le less frequently used addresses. So I use double at sign for my personal email, triple at for school, and then I've got a couple of others that I use as well. Uh, and that's quite a, a handy way to remember what that is as well. Nice uh, one one aspect to mention: you cannot expand text in secure input fields. So you can. So this is not a cheap version of one password. No, you cannot uh, set up uh, your passwords with uh, with abbreviations <laughs> and have them expand in in uh, yeah. secure fields. The secure fields are the ones where you know your characters become dots, so you cannot see what you're what you're typing. Uh, you know, it makes sense. Uh, Fraser, a quick before we jump onto another. Um, uh, new feature of iOS from you know from last year with iOS 8 actually two years ago at this point custom mm -hmm. keyboards a quick note on international keyboards so if you're like me and you need to type in multiple languages all the time you will you likely have multiple keyboards set up on iOS you can go into settings keyboard and keyboards to assign multiple you know language keyboards to your device um, the way that you switch between keyboards in this way is you tap and hold the emoji icon slash globe key is the same button and you switch between them. Uh, one, you know, one of the biggest problems of iOS is that there's no unified typing experience in the sense that um, 
the iOS keyboard is not able to type in multiple languages at once. So you add an English keyboard, you want to type in English, you switch to that keyboard. You want to type in Italian, you switch to Italian. Uh, some third-party keyboards, especially on Android, have figured out how to type in multiple languages at once, often to some excellent results, but on iOS, that's not possible. And this can be a little bit of a problem, if you're switching from an iPad Air 2 to an iPad Pro or from an iPad Mini to an iPad Pro, if only because Apple changed the position of the globe key. So mm-hmm. if you're used to reaching out to a specific corner of the display, the transition to the iPad Pro is going to be a little difficult because the keys are flipped. So instead of switching keyboards, you'll be accessing the you know the special characters view and you know vice versa. Um, it, it gets a little time to get used to that. Uh, but, you know, I'm not holding my breath for, uh, you know, a unified keyboard on iOS, which, you know, uh, from Apple's perspective, it makes sense. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised at that, you know, that they haven't, given how how many languages Apple internationalizes their, their software into, um, that recognizing, you know, that people might want to use more than one language at once has not been as much of a priority as you might think. Yeah. Um, The last aspect that we want to cover today is custom keyboards. Uh, They were launched with iOS 8. Uh, Again, to much surprise, I honestly didn't believe Apple was ever going to do custom keyboards. After years of complaining. After years of complaining and rumors, I remember the year before there was a rumor, but then Apple didn't ship them. Eventually, with iOS 8, Apple brought custom keyboards with many limitations. Uh, that still stand today because iOS 9 didn't didn't bring any meaningful change to the custom keyboard APIs for developers. So you can go to the App Store, search for custom keyboards, just keep in mind the following limitations. Uh, Custom keyboard don't get access to settings for auto capitalization and enable caps lock. So developers will have to ship their own settings for that. You won't be able to type into secure text fields with the, with the custom keyboard. So if you, for example, if you like to type with Swift key or swipe, whenever a secure iOS input field comes up, for example, when downloading an app from the App Store, you'll be taken back to the system keyboard. Um, you cannot type uh, into uh, the phone pad field you know, with the with the custom keyboard, uh, yeah. you can uh, apps can still decide to opt out from custom keyboards. So even if you always keep a custom keyboard enabled, if an app decides, well, I don't want to use a custom keyboard. Uh, for example, a banking app, uh, there's a chance you will you will still be taken to the iOS default keyboard. Um, Custom keyboards cannot access um, the uh, copy and paste menu that you're showing with the text selection. Uh, they can, uh, you know, they cannot offer uh, inline corrections, you know, next to the cursor for the copy and paste menu. They cannot access, and this is a big one. They cannot access dictation, you know, uh, that Apple does via Siri on iOS, uh, and also they cannot display the character preview. Uh, they cannot display any kind of artwork on top of the keyboard. Um, so with this in, this in mind, however, there's some great or at least good options on the App Store. I was going to say one thing just before you go on there. The one other thing that you can do if you are doing iOS in schools or enterprise is that I believe you can disable custom keyboards by configuration profiles as well. Oh, yeah. So so some organizations might want to do that as a security concern because you can see from the things that you just listed there that some... Apple have done a good job of being very defensive about things like phone numbers and passwords 
and giving certain um, potentially sensitive apps the opportunity to opt out of using a custom keyword because it is possible for the developer of a custom keyword to actually send your keystrokes to the cloud. Now that requires your permission to do so and it's not obvious how to do that and it's very hard to give that permission accidentally but it is in principle possible because there are some keyboards that we might mention where um, some analysis work is done in your keystrokes in the cloud to, to better offer predictions or whatever um, but you may or may not want to allow that um, because of those concerns as well. Yeah so I compiled the list of uh, some of my favorite custom keyboards and some crazy options from mm-hmm. the App Store. So my my favorite so far, uh, SwiftKey was an ex- is an excellent uh, iOS custom keyboard. It's been acquired by Microsoft, so it's part of the Microsoft family now. It can do multiple languages at a time. So I I was typing in English and Italian at the same time, and it was really clever at figuring out my language as I was typing. Uh, it can look into your Facebook and Twitter profiles to understand the way that you like to talk, uh, you know, words that you usually type, like, I don't know, nicknames or friends' names. Um, it has fantastic predictions that learn from your, uh, as I was saying, learn from your habits and social accounts, and you can also swipe on screen. Uh, to move, you know, uh, to type by swiping, which used to be one of the popular features of Android keyboards. Uh, it's also available on SwiftKey. Speaking of swiping, uh, swipe uh, with a with a wipe instead of a uh, instead of an eye um, was probably the original swipe keyboard for Android. Uh, it launched on iOS with uh, with iOS 8. Uh, I know that people are kind of split between swipe and SwiftKey. Personally, I prefer SwiftKey. Uh, it just looks better to me. I've always preferred the some of the features, but you know, swipe is another is another option if you like to do that kind of uh, input. And then there's a, and I mean, there's tons of traditional keyboard replacements. There's all kinds of normal keyboards just for typing. Uh, there's uh, keyboards with themes, keyboards with funny sounds, keyboards that let you type with one hand more easily because they're kind of smaller and they sit in one corner of the display. There's all types of keyboards. But there's also keyboard utilities. They're not necessarily keyboards for typing. For example, Copied is a clipboard manager. It lets me organize snippets of text and images, and it has a custom keyboard to enter these snippets, you know, these little clippings, uh, anywhere there's a text field on iOS. I use this all the time to reply to people with canned responses to manage uh, like information information such as my, my address or, you know, just stuff that I need to send for business reasons. I use this all the time. This might be a very interesting way for us to uh, write report cards at school. Yeah. You know. Like one button for must try harder, one button for excellent performance. Oh yeah, you should consider this. <laughs> a uh, huge time saver, yeah. Texas Pander uh, uh, as a keyboard. It, you can use this for typing, but the main reason why you want to use this is it's, it, as you type, it expands abbreviations anywhere. So you can you can use Text Expander snippets in Apple apps such as Messages or Safari or Notes, uh, which don't have native, uh, you know, uh, and custom Text Expander integration. Which is still better, you know. Apps like Drafts and OneWriter offer this custom uh, Text Expander support, but you can also use the custom keyboard. Speaking of Microsoft. Mm-hmm. This was kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> they, the Sunrise Calendar app, which is now uh, part of Outlook, it used to have a custom keyboard on iOS 
to basically turn the keyboard into an agenda to look into this is the coolest the coolest yeah, ever. You, you could transform the keyboard into a calendar so say you're talking to someone over messaging and the other person asks you when can we schedule a meeting uh, and you're like hold on one second you switch to the sunrise to the sunrise keyboard as you're talking to that person you look into your calendar and you switch back to the traditional keyboard and you reply back with the with the schedule that that was one of the most surprising and clever uses of custom keyboards i don't know if it's still around so i, I don't know if it is but you could you could do even more than that which is that once you were looking at your calendar you can actually just tap individual times that you were you were free and then it would actually combine that into like a url that people could uh, you your correspondent could click on and they could pick one of those times and it would be added back to your calendar so it was it was super super detailed it was really cool yeah um and there's uh there's an uh, another category that i want to mention uh very popular on the app store emoji and gif keyboards so mm-hmm. there's the excellent Emoji++ by David Smith. Um, he also has a show on Relay with Marco Arment under the radar. Um, it's, a, it's a popular Emoji keyboard replacement. There's hundreds of other Emoji keyboards on iOS, just like there's probably thousands of GIF keyboards on iOS. GIF keyboards basically allow you to search for animated GIFs uh, directly from the iOS keyboard and paste them either as links or as images into other apps. So it's another it's another clever use of custom keyboards. Yep. Then, and then there's the whole other thing. Then Fraser <laughs> I put together a list of crazy things that you can crazy custom keyboards. So when we asked on Twitter the last week, uh, what's, what's the craziest keyboard you, you ever tried on iOS? Uh, many of our listeners replied with one keyboard that I now remember as being probably the craziest keyboard I've ever seen. It's called uh, uh, Nintype? Nintype? Nintype, I would say. Nintype, yeah. And it, it's crazy. I don't know how I would describe this keyboard. I would suggest... If professional wrestling made a keyboard, <laughs> it's, this is what it would be. It's right? it's like a, you know, a keyboard for crazy people. I don't know. Just <laughs> go, go to the App Store. Take a look at Just the App Go and preview. experience it for yourself. Yes. Go to the App Store. Take a look at the video. Then go on YouTube and search for Nintype iOS. And you will get... Maybe you will get... A, at least an idea, not the idea, but maybe an idea. It, I know people who swear by Nintype. They're super into what you can do. And I guess that maybe once you master this keyboard, you can be super productive. But man, is it crazy? Just go take a look. Uh, m- this is interesting. My script lets you handwrite on the keyboard area, but what you handwrite turns into actual text up above in the text field. That's clever, mm. yeah. And you—that's that's kind of like the Japanese and Korean input keyboards that are, are built in by Apple, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you can also use this with the pencil, so that's nice, clever. Okay. Uh, this is—I uh, guess this will be cool for people who have Shopify products. You know, the popular mm-hmm. e-commerce service. Uh, Shopkey lets you share uh, products either as links or images. So you know, if you sell stuff online with Shopify, you can install a custom keyboard just for that. Always be closing. Um, this is for people like Stephen Hackett, uh, the the click wheel keyboard phraser. It lets you enter text <laughs> like an old iPod. 
it's like all, all the worst features of the new Apple TV input <laughs> method brought to your phone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's um, there's a this one is called Porter Key. It's uh, it feels kind of funny to say it's a restaurant keyboard. <laughs> it lets you look up restaurants. Uh, <laughs> it lets you view Yelp reviews uh, uh, directly from the keyboard. Um, all I need, I'm just imagining a keyboard where half the keyboard is a picture of a steak and half of the keyboard is bacon and eggs. And I'm just going to go full Ron Swanson on this and I'm just going to go... Mm, mm. Yeah, that, that, we got to make that keyboard. Um, the, these other two keyboards, these are actually very powerful and I, I tried them again last night. Uh, they're called Slash. Uh, it's one of them. And the other is Reboard. They both are traditional keyboard uh, keyboards in the sense that the main feature is that you can type. But what they also do is they integrate with third-party services. So imagine this. It's mm. like a keyboard mixed with Slack in the sense of you can do a lot of integrations. You can integrate with Amazon to look up Amazon products and paste them as links. Or mm. you can integrate with Spotify. And as you're typing, you look up a song and then you get a link and you send it to a friend. Uh, in the case of Reboard, which I guess it's the more powerful of the two and the, the one with an actual business model because it lets you unlock features. The other one is okay. free, you know, always mm -hmm. skeptical. Um, but Reboard lets you uh, send messages to Slack without actually opening Slack. It lets you uh, look up Dropbox files and get links, mm. you know, without okay. leaving the keyboard. Yeah. It's more of a productivity keyboard, you know, Reboard. Mm. It's very nice. Uh, the reason why I don't use them is, you know, they lack dictation and the performance of custom keyboards on iOS is still not up to, you know, the standard of the Apple keyboard. But, you know, they can be powerful. And, and the, the more features that these keyboards get, the, the sort of slower they become to load and activate and so on as well. Yeah, yeah. And there's two last keyboard, keyboards, Fraser. Scribbleboard, it lets you send drawings. So you can draw and send funny sketches to people. And the last one, I, I want to save this for the very last one, <laughs> Morse code keyboard. <laughs> and the only comment that I added in, the, in our document is, seriously. So, <laughs> so you know. Well, what's that do? Does, does it just generate a sound or, or does it actually put a dot and a dash into your text? Well, it, or what? No, actually, it shows you a dot and a dash. And then you need to know Morse code because if you know... Oh, so it's only got the two keys. <laughs> <laughs> it's got those two keys. And if you type correctly, uh, it, it, you assemble real text above in the, in the text field. So what I'm, what I'm hearing is I'm so glad that those Android people persuaded Apple to put these features into iOS. Oh, man. Yeah. Look at all the amazing stuff we've got. <laughs> I mean, can you? I cannot imagine uh, a time when iOS didn't have a, a Morse code keyboard. <laughs> so, uh, it's obvious that that was holding the platform back yes absolutely yes. do we have any last complaints or requests for improvement well I, I think the, the thing that gets me with um, as an iPad Pro user I love the, the software keyboard I love the trackpad mode on the iPad Pro but one of the things is there's there's basically two keyboard experiences now in iOS. There's the one where you've got a hardware keyboard, you get command keys and you get command tab to switch between apps and so on. And then there's a software keyboard where you get the trackpad mode and so on. And I, I kind of feel like that sh there should be equal opportunities there. Like you, I should be able to somehow get a trackpad mode while I'm using my physical keyboard and I should be able to do command tab on the software keyboard. 
and I would kind of like to see all that come together a little bit more. Um, and particularly, I want—I basically want a command key on the software keyboard because I want to do command R, I want to do you know command tab, I want to do um, particularly in an app like, for example, on the Outliner, which I was typing in last night doing some stuff for school. And if you hold down the command key on a keyboard and that overlay comes up with the keyboard shortcuts, you've got four pages of keyboard shortcuts to swipe through. I never knew that control could even be paginated, but it's got so yep. many shortcuts. Um, and you can't really get any of them unless you're using you're using an external keyboard. So I suppose that's one other trick to mention is if you are using an external keyboard, hold down the command key, the Apple key, and you will see an overlay on the screen of the command keys you can type to get stuff done on your iOS apps. Yep. That's, uh, you know, one of the new features in iOS 9, uh, shortcuts, really, really handy. Uh, I guess for me, just, I, w- I-, I would like to note, as a, my only complaint, really, is that the, the on the iPad Pro, the software keyboard doesn't, does have an Italian keyboard, of course, but it's not a real Italian keyboard layout. I brought this up in my iPad Pro review last November. The Italian keyboards don't look like the one that Apple shows you on the iPad Pro, like at all. The return yeah. key is different, and what, what really what, what Apple has done is they took the US keyboard, they changed the glyphs, so you know the little icons on the keys, mm-hmm. and and that was that. There's no, yeah. you know, we actually have different shapes of keys, different mm-hmm. position of keys, but the iPad Pro key, the iPad Pro's keyboard still doesn't doesn't do that. Not even with iOS 9.3, which is you know beta five came out this week and uh, still not changed. So there you go. Yeah, this is this is also true of the of the UK layer as well. I personally have I've used a US keyboard layout for years on my Macs. It was something you could build to order in the UK, and it all came from uh, one time buying a Mac in America, and that was my first laptop for years. And I just got so used to it, I didn't want to change. So I'm not too unhappy with it the way it is, because I'm quite used to that from my physical keyboards. But yeah, it's got the kind of wide but short return key that the American keyboards have got, rather than the tall and thin one that most European keyboard layouts have got. So. It's all in the, kind of in the periphery with stuff like that, and um, I kind of actually wanted to use a, a US keyboard layout because, for example, the hashtag symbol is is right on the the three key as opposed to the, the pound sign, the currency symbol. Um, but because if I change the, I can change the keyboard to US English, but then that changes my input method to US English, and I don't want to type in in American spellings. Uh, so that was that was out the window as well. So I've kind of got a wee bit of the best of both worlds. I've got the US layout that I'm used to, but with the UK keycaps on them. So I'm not too unhappy with it. But I I recognise that I am the strange one in the situation and not the not the normal case. Okay, so that that concludes our show on typing on iOS. You can find the show notes for this show at relay.fm/canvas/five. So we've made it all the way to five shows. Uh, this might become a thing. Uh, we love your feedback, even if you are telling us that we forgot something or we're telling you about iOS 9.3 betas that we don't have access to yet. We were sorry about that. Um, thank you for being with us. We've got underscore Canvas FM on Twitter. I'm Fraser Spears on Twitter, and Federico is Vitici, that's V-I-T-I-C-C-I. Don't know why I spell your name and not mine, because mine's got weird spellings <laughs> in it as well. It's S-P-E-I-R-S, but you'll you'll find me. Um And that's our show for this week. So uh, we're looking forward to hearing your feedback and we'll see you next time.